Hey, sweet baby. I'm cool for you. Now I'm talking again with maybe even better feelings. Jim and Conrad aren't here yet, so I'll tell you what's going on right now. I'm hiding in my work office. I haven't been able to do the show for months because I got a new boss who ended up having me work like 50, 60 hours a week. So that was hard. Then they kicked us all out of the office because they don't want us to get coronavirus. So I had to sneak in here to do the show because I can't do it from my house. So not only am I supposed to be working 60 hours a week right now, but I'm not supposed to be in this office, but I'm hiding in the dark in a room where it's going to look pretty weird if they find me lying on the floor with a microphone up to my face recording the show. Hopefully Jim and Conrad get here soon because I really do need to get out of here. But uh, I hope this is entertaining. I hope you're entertained by the, uh, the, the, the thing that I'm doing. Oh, I think somebody's coming. I better, better hide. Hold on. Okay, I think I'm okay. I think, I think Jim is going to call me on, on the computer pretty soon. I'm down on the floor and I can see... There's, it's weird. It's a weird office. It's really filthy, actually. I'm looking at all these kind of wet drip stains on the one windows and walls but there's windows down so you can see feet but you can't see faces so the windows are clear down by feet level but up at head level they're not i'm 43 years old by the way and i'm here on this floor in this office I get paid okay Better than better than minimum wage. I think I'm I think I'm middle class. I think I'm in the middle class. But yeah, I chose to do this today on Friday, even though I could get in real real trouble. I don't know. I think I would just tell them that I was on an important work call if they caught me in here. Anyway, I can see feet. So if someone comes to try to stop me, I'll be able to see their feet. That's the good news. And once I see those feet, I'll probably have to say, oh, I was just looking for my work computer. And they'll be like, why do you have the lights off? And I'll be like, oh, I, I heard the light can conduce the virus. So I was just trying to keep clean of light. Oh, all right. Jim's calling me. Allow. Man, allow. Allow him to call me. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I'm, uh... What was that? What was the... I'll tell you once you start recording. I don't want you to... I don't... Well, I'm recording. Yeah, oh, you're recording? Don't you worry about it while you make your gibbon noises. Am I... I'm hiding. I have to hide to what? do the show. Yeah, I'm in total hiding. You're hiding? Yeah, and I have to whisper Why? the whole show. Did you write a, a book that offended... <laughs> Hey, are you are you doing a, a rush tea? Is that what this is? Are you doing a has a fatwa been declared upon you? Yeah, like who's coming after you? Do they have crossbows? Because that would be cool. And how can we capitalize upon it to make you more famous? I mean, it worked out very well for Salman Rushdie because I hadn't heard of him before he went into hiding. So <laughs> I think this could be the the jump start for your career, Jonathan. Hiding. This is where we've gone wrong, Conrad, because we've spent all this time trying to get him, like, exposed and also get him famous. You know, it's true. Over the course of a, a lengthy period of time in which uh, no podcasts were released, <laughs> I heard a lot of people talking about this podcast more than during the stretches of time when we were producing podcasts. Yes. Oh yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of requests to come back. I got private messages, I got public messages, I got emails, I got gmails. People 
People Did any of those emails come from Netflix <laughs> offering you a special? Because we really need this now, Jonathan, more than ever. Well, you know, I, I know a guy who's meeting with Quibi. Quibi.com or whatever it is, and they want 10-minute shows. Yeah, Quibi. That, that sounds like a Simpsons character. <laughs> hey, it's me, Quibi. <laughs> it sounds to me like an online video streaming service with a log at Bright Future. Yeah. Wow, that sounded a little sarcastic. What? No. No, why would I? No, I absolutely not. We want them to pick us up. Anybody at this point. Really, we take... Anybody. They only take 10-minute shows. It has to be 10 minutes or less, and they want content, content, content. So much content all the time. They want it. They'll pay for it. They're paying dollars for it. Cash. They pay in cash. So, yeah, we can pitch it they to them. They pay in cash? That's a little shady. <laughs> That's a little shady. And, and what? I'm going to have to, like, go to their offices, or are they going to, like, meet me in a restaurant and hand it to me under the table? What is the nature of this business? Of Quibi, nobody knows. Uh, they they've been uh-huh. asked shadowy to... backers. Then, uh huh. I think it's Apple. I think Apple. Uh... Oh, then it's definitely a criminal enterprise. Okay, never mind. I, there was some question, and then you said Apple. Yeah, it's Jonathan Apple. has made a very fair point though, and that is you get money and power if you operate your own business. Because I hadn't heard of Quibi before, but now that they're online. I have. So what we need to do, Jonathan, is get you a successful online business. What? I've, I've had a thought. Yeah. I've had a thought, Jonathan, about a, a, a successful online business that, that you could have. Um, have you, Jonathan, heard of pick up artists? Oh, like uh, people who teach people how to pick people up? Yeah, they sort of instruct men on the best ways to to attract women, generally by battering their egos and self-esteem uh, and, and trying to psychologically break them down so that they would accept the kind of man that goes to pick up artist seminars. And there's a lot of men like that. They're unlucky in love. They need a, a really a strong male figure uh, because, you know, masculinity is toxic now. We can't have that. We need a new one because otherwise we'll get sick. Because I tell you what, right, you die from, from exposure to toxic waste like that. Three days, Jonathan, three days, and I have all this masculinity coursing through my body poisoning me actually it wouldn't a toxin goes in the blood a poison goes in the tummy that's okay what you have you have you have too much masculinity too yeah <laughs> you but the point it. is jonathan is you are the most masculine man i know no. so what better way to inform men's rights activists because let's face it they have rights too i've never heard of a man having a right so we do need to activate for those rights of men. And you, Jonathan, the most masculine man I know, uh, rippling, bulging muscles, uh, a, a mammoth hunting attitude, uh, I think you could, could mould uh, a bright generation of young men on Reddit. Like Joe Rogan? Or, uh... Yeah, yeah, like, like a Joe Rogan or a, or a, a, a Roosh V... Mm. Jordan Peterson, he's one. Yeah, sort of those weird men that eat nothing but meat and wipe their asses with their hands. Or not at all because it's gay. I'm not sure how that mind operates, but you do because you're you're moulding those minds. I mean, you've been doing that from the very start of this this show. Moulding minds? Moulding molding male minds. We call it mmm theory. It's very similar to game theory, but with more M's. You just made that. I think you just made that up. I don't think that's real. Mm, well, you're all <laughs> no. going to be teaching it to young men, so. Molding male minds? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Jonathan, I sent you an email. You did? It says, yeah, it's titled Read This. Oh, wait, hang on. I've, I've pressed play now. Um, send. Sorry, the send button and the play button on a VHS recorder are identical. Uh, so you can There's a send, the mix send button on your I've computer. I've sent you an email, Jonathan, and really? it says... 
It says, read this when directed. And I'm oh. directing you now. Um, this is uh, something that we're going to record to broadcast to a lot of lost men. Some of them, you know, the ones that might refer to themselves as involuntarily celibate uh, or, you know, uh, men going their own way is another one. The Mugtau. Uh, they swear off women, but talk about them all the time. So I figured we talk to them in their language, communicate to them on their level, and you, their 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 spiritual guide, their guru, uh, uh, if you will, if you'll, you know, pardon my French. I would like you to read this now as a as basically as a signal of hope, like when Christopher Eccleston had that radio message in Twenty Eight Days Later. But this, but for sex. <laughs> I I got the email. I opened right, it. Right. Yeah. Read that out. Did I mention that I'm in hiding? Like I'm I'm hiding, right now. Read. Physically. Read physically it hiding. Out. You're not not interested. All right. You're physically hiding. Yes. Yeah. So oh, that's no all you one's need gonna, to know. You don't want to know why. Yeah, you don't, no right. one's gonna see you read this. No, that's. I hope not. I'm on the floor, in a dark room, and I can see feet if they come to me. <laughs> I am is definitely... that what this is? Wow. Are you in a changing room? Are you in a maze? I don't like, see like any feet right now. No. To like creep on feet. No. And, no. and why are you bringing us into your your thing? I am not. Like this. It's a, a, but, the only reason you know, I'm looking. I, I, no shame. You know, you do what, whatever it is that gets you going. I, I respect a revenant of the old engine as no, much as the next be... person, but. You know, we don't. Uh, we don't need to know. Yeah. I, only, I mean, unless that is the kick, in which case I'm on board because I don't want to yuck your yum. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to disagree with Samwise Gamgee, but this is one of those situations where sharing the load might not be <laughs> appropriate. No, I'm not load. I've got no load. I, I, I just need. To well, keep... you haven't seen the feet yet. <laughs> well, I'm. I hope I don't see any feet. That the feet are the only <laughs> thing I'll see before they come in and tell me. What kind of foot foyer are you? I'm not. What a kind fo- of foot foyer are you that you crawl into the maces thinking, God, I hope I don't see any feet. That'll be so hard. <laughs> well, if I see, uh, the the only reason I'm looking out for feet is that's that's how I'll know they're coming. I don't want. Them Hopefully, to come. everyone's gonna wear rug boots. <laughs> don't want to get caught. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So, how's everyone going to know you're coming? Is the thing that I'm like. Well, I'm not I, going I, to. I think that the you know the 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 incels and the mugtails of the world will know that Jonathan is coming when he broadcasts this radio message <laughs> to advertise his online business. Jonathan. All right, I'll do it. So the email <laughs> is called "Read This When Directed" it's from Jim Sterling, and it says, "Hey, dumbass." Tired of no sex now? Stop with your thin bones and no muscle anymore. Become a man at last, and I will teach you to man proper. Don't weak now, and understand the male's life forever. Time to bend them over and make sexual fuck with their milky puss-puss all morning, <laughs> all night. I didn't read this. Before I started saying this, I didn't know I was going to say these things. Son of a... All right. Be a king. Hunt mammoth. Eat turkey leg and don't ever wash your hands. Never wash hands. Experience a sexual awakening surrounded by wet men with fat loads. You gotta, you gotta put a ban in you. Nothing is ever your fault. Call today. Wonderful. Wonderful. Is it weird that. to whisper that? I mean, it's weird to say any of that, but I'm, I'm because <laughs> no, I think of, the whisper because makes I'm legitimately it, yeah. in hiding. I had to like hush tone it. It expresses both sincerity and seduction at yeah. the same time. Really? When I wrote that months ago for what I thought was next week's podcast, <laughs> I imagined you reading it the way that you just read it exactly. So you really you hit the mark. If I were a director and this were a movie, I would say cut because that's the one. Thank you. Why didn't you put any film in the camera, Craig? You little fuck. Anyway, um, I'm I'm happy with how that was read. Uh, I will say that I did write it months ago. The hand washing thing has not aged well. 
Because <laughs> that's that's uh, both why I can and why I can't do the show today. Because of coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, basically, the the coronavirus uh, pandemic that has swept the nation, swept like, the nation, uh, a, uh, a fever. Yeah, up, uprooted lives. Um, you know, caused deaths. Basically, what you're saying, Jonathan, is all of that loss is your gain today. <laughs> well, it's the only reason I could do the show because I snuck into the office because they're they're not letting me work in the office, so they don't know where I am. But if they find oh, me in the, the office... Oh, now's the perfect opportunity to start licking everyone's desks. <laughs> there's no one here, I think. I think there's one person here. Oh, that's all right. It sticks around for a couple of days. It's like uh, you've, you've seen Terminator or, or Resident Evil 2 or 3. Or there's like a big thing looking for you. It's like that. Not in order. Oh, no. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, phew. We all I was just telling you, I hadn't watched terminator resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 in that order i watched the first resident evil film first then i watched the terminator then two and three no i did in that order yeah 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 see i saw i saw terminator first and then the first resident evil movie that was sort of how i came to the franchise actually that is (laughs) that is how i did it as well why did i think i watched resident evil before i watched terminator (laughs) In the fucking 90s. <laughs> I meant the... Oh, uh, yeah, Resident, Resident Evil. That that film came out, what was it, 1982? Yeah, I think, I think that's so. right. That sounds right. I'm talking about yeah. the Based on the hit video game. It was the height of Mila Jovovich's career. I think so. She's got a new one, Monster Hunter, coming out. It looks like uh, she's hunting... Hunting monsters? Monsters. Yeah. Mm. Who decided that? Who was like, we should do Monster Hunter and also Mila Jovovich is in it? Well, her husband has got a good relationship with oh, Capcom because he made the Resident no Evil movies. So uh, that's the connection. Gotcha. In case you're curious. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to be awesomely powerful and nigh unstoppable. That would be a surprise. Yeah, I'd be shocked. You probably have a big old sword. So are you guys surviving the coronavirus okay? I might get fired for doing the show during the coronavirus, but you... Neither of you, I think, have to worry about that, I hope. Some of these ideas, like I've got a little notebook (laughs) and sometimes I'll just write little sentences down and I'm like, I I reckon if I say this sentence to Jonathan, something good will happen. And again, they're not aging well. One just says drinking a full cup of someone else's spit. (laughs) Hell, even the one after that, fling a handful of Barbie bras into someone's eye. I mean, you shouldn't be flinging handfuls of anything at this point. Oh, no, no. I haven't seen a person that I don't live with in days. I've been hiding from everyone. And they're hiding from me, I think. But they might look for me. You understand my dilemma here? How am I going <laughs> to... Well, you see, the thing I've noticed, the thing that's really been frustrating to me is that while I'm, you know, very responsibly staying in my home, lots of other people are just going out in public and like engaging in the same behavior they always would have like going to bars and i think that's dangerous and i think we have an opportunity here to both address a problem and raise your profile jonathan what see what i think we need to do to help get all of these people aware of the crisis and their need to stay home is to make you a symbol what? No. Oh, right. No, I don't want to be associated. I can't even be seen. I have to continue to hide. You see, so I can't be a symbol. You know, some some kind of something to identify that you can go out like into public spaces where people are still congregating, right, and convince them of their need to leave and stay home. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So, I mean, this seems to be falling in line with prior ideas you've had for me. Wait, where- what? Huh? <laughs> You've had a lot of ideas for me where if I did the things that you said I should do, people would leave immediately. So this might actually – the pieces of the puzzle might fit together in a way on this, I think. What if what if we dressed you up like a plague doctor and, and, and you walked around with one of those big golden incense things on chains and you yell unclean, unclean – Everyone you see, while swinging the the sensor or whatever it is they call it, like swinging that like like a, a mace at them, 
and screaming through this plague doctor mask, which we've stuffed the beak of with, with, you know, flowers, herbs, herbs and flowers and little nuggets of dog shit just to ward off the bad humors, Jonathan. I see feet. Hold on. <laughs> all, right. all right. I think I'm all right. I, I see right. feet. They're far Hold away. On. They're not coming to the to the office I'm hiding in. It's so weird. I, there's windows <laughs> that make it so everything is like frosted. You can't see faces except for like ankle to Well, foot, I mean, there's level. a reason it's frosted if you're going around creeping on feet. You know, I kind of love what's happening here in a way, in a sense that like normally this show is one form of horror for Jonathan, and this week it's a completely different form of horror, yet still still horror yeah That's it's it, it's great. double horror this time it's two it's That's one two so one. much horror you're really lucky <laughs> i don't feel lucky about it doesn't feel lucky but i'm, I'm... he's so lucky he's a star but he cry 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 with his lonely heart thinking is that britney i have to be pretty quiet as well because this horrible building i'm in um doesn't have much in the way of soundproofing. Basically, when she finds something funny upstairs, I wish I knew what it was, because it sounds fucking hilarious. But basically, I can only assume that everything I'm doing and saying can also be heard, including me slagging her off. Ah, but you know, you're an entertainer. It's free entertainment. Basically, when I put the headphones on, I can't hear how loud I am, so that's oh. basically how I game shark to my way out of it. <laughs> Game Shark, you're doing a lot of references today. Salman oh, Rushdie, yeah, Game yeah. Shark. This is uh, educational for people to learn about. If you were a plague doctor, you'd have to deal with buboes. What are buboes? Buboes, uh, they're a thing you get when you've got the plague. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was It was going around last year. I caught a little bit of it. I'm sorry to and hear I was that. Like, like a oh, pimple? I, I lifted my arm up and I said, oh, Sharon, look at the size of that bubo. Doesn't seem real. Is it like a skin sore? Is it like a wet? All pimple? I know, Jonathan, is that when you come knocking at my homestead, and I'm there in my hempen undershirt on a straw bed because I'm truly committed to what's going on, um, I'll be there. I'll see you, and I'll say, "Oh, thank, thank the sweet Lord, the apothecary is here," and, and then I'll I'll roll over. Lift up my open undershirt and uh, just show you my little, you know, my little boys there. And I'll just say, the bubos are up my ass. They're up the ass, doctor. Come get them. I have to get them? And then you, you can go go retrieve the bubos that are in my bum. You get them? Like, I, 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 well, I'm going to take them with me? Where? I'd give you a glove. Yeah, yeah. Who'll give me a glove? Yeah, and, and just to sort of commit to the role play, I've put three boiled eggs up there. <laughs> if you get all three, you win a prize. An extra bit of dog shit for your beak. <laughs> and you didn't break the eggs? Actually, you... we can pop the eggs in there. That'll ward off the bad humours. Oh, that'll smell. They're very sulfur. No, that's what boiled. they used to do. That's what they used to do in Italy in, in the something century. They would have the plague masks, and they'd put in little posies like that. That I heard about. Not eggs, though. Little mushed-up bits of banana. uh, Just stuff that smells nice. um, Because the dog shit was going in there. (laughs) So it was really to mask the smell of the dog shit, which is the active ingredient. You see, at school, they romanticize it. They tell you all about, oh, the lovely flowers. Oh, it was such a great time during the Black Death because everyone had flowers in their beaks. They don't tell you about the dog shit. Everyone had beaks? If it wasn't for... If it wasn't... For people like me bringing, like, actual extracurricular history lessons to the table, kids otherwise grow up just thinking that that the Black Death was a fucking laugh. Yeah, I'm scared of it. I'm scared now. People don't know how long we're all going to maybe be told we're going to die for. I mean, we're all going to die someday. Oh, it's coronavirus isn't going to kill most of us. It's the systemic failure around us that's going to kill us. Oh, so I'm still going to die, just not from... Oh, yeah, just just slower. (laughs) Slower and more fearfully. 
So I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, some of us have already made plans. I mean, I'm I'm picking out like which which skull toothed gas mask I'm gonna wear because if I if I can convince them that I'm some sort of like baron people will fall in line <laughs> automatically yeah yeah, yeah they'll yeah. fall in line i'll just say something like you know oh i've got fuel it's uh like you're thinking of furiosas uh, the the mad max that's uh, sort of a I th- you know prepare for any eventuality um over in the uk they've, they've sort of got a leg up on us as of uh earlier this year so they're already sort of getting used to stockpiling uh, marking off territory, securing water sources, and killing anyone who dares come fucking near. Because of Brexit or something else? Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of satire today that I'm uh, I'm lancing like a bubo. Oh, I gotta, I'm, my body is not used to being on a floor for this long. Are you guys on floors too? That's because I haven't seen you in a couple years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? I, I want him to sleep on the floor at the foot of my bed like a loyal hound and then sort of every three hours i'll set an alarm clock so i can wake up and then crawl to the other end of the bed look down at you and say you loyal hound i'm a man i'm a i'm a grown man i'm old (laughs) i haven't aged that well you can say that every night as well that would be that would get me to sleep like a baby if i could hear you on the floor saying i'm a grown man I am though. I uh, I've been looking at pictures of myself. I look different now than I did before. I don't know if that's happened to you guys. Conrad looks the same actually. Past fifteen years or so. I, I I've had a look and I appear to have not changed in any way except getting rounder. Otherwise, face is still as gorgeous as it ever was. Someone on Instagram asked me why I looked prepubescent. Now. I don't, but I also don't know how to ever answer that question if asked again, because I already used up my top answer, which was to respond to them with, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> Next time someone like tries to bring that up, they'll know that I've used that excuse, and they'll say, you've, you've got to have something to say now. And I'll say, no. You can, no, yeah, but you're, aren't you like 6'2"? I mean, you're very big for pretty prepubescent you're very tall yeah and i mean you know if i haven't shaved in a couple of days i look like i should be on the sex offenders register and you've got to be above a certain age for that <laughs> so i don't buy it i think you look young i think you look strong you're wrestling more you're in the suit you're well, uh... i'm not now oh you were i saw you uh, the fucking reason i moved up north oh can't wait to get into some of this wrestling business oh, oh since they closed the factory down um i'm just being a working class hero and i move up here and i'm on the cusp of a big major debut and then everyone indoors yeah well everyone indoors except the people who are doing outside aerobics classes what <laughs> To be fair, it is outside, I guess, and also they've, they were about six feet apart. Well, then, yeah, they're probably fine, but, you know, they've probably, is, is there less than ten of them? And also, do we care if people who would do outside aerobics are going to die? Well, if, uh, <laughs> do we care if they die? <laughs> I mean, I know, we should really be concerned about the people they know, but it's... Do we care of people who would be friends with people who do outside aerobics? Well, the thing is, is these these people, precautions aside, are doing exercises where I've also seen, like, different families with their own children hanging out oh. and just letting all of that mix. Just a cocktail of death. <laughs> it's not... Not for them. They're going to bring it home to me more or Yaga Baba or whatever it is Americans call their grandparents. Just call them Nan and Granddad. What is all this fucking Momo and Peepaw shit? You twee fucks. And it's not King Tut, it's King Toot and Carmoon, you lazy American bastards. I'm doing a foreign heel gimmick for the next three minutes. That's good. I, I like it. It's uh, Yeah. But you speak to a point. I mean, people aren't. I don't. I, I think people aren't dying that much. It's just it, nobody has confidence that. Oh if, yeah, you're right, Jonathan. Fuck them. 
no, I'm, I'm worried they're going to die. I, I think everyone's doing the right well, thing. Well, it's because not enough people have died yet. <laughs> Just wait for it. We'll no, get a lot I, of I, dead people. I hope not, but... but This I... is actually a great idea, Jonathan, to get you famous. Oh. Because when I look at Twitter, in amongst all the things that, you know, make me cry, there are things that make me really angry. And most of those recently have been from people with the word sen and then a little dot after the N before their names. Senator? Usually, in between the dot and the first letter of their name, sometimes there's parentheses with an R in it. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking if we started calling you sen.r Jonathan, right? Oh, is that why the, the dot and the R is there? Senator. Sen- I didn't know centaurs? that. You Americans, you're so wacky. Um, so we, if we make you Senator uh, Jonathan, and that sounds a bit like Centaur, so we may as well like pop you in half of a pantomime horse. And then you do what those people have been doing, which makes me angry, but also I keep seeing them retweeted, right? Call it the Chinese virus. Say that many loved ones will die. And also, fuck them. <laughs> but that's not... Because... I keep seeing send.r people saying that. So if we make you a send.r person, everyone will keep seeing you say it as well. So say things like, it's not real. <laughs> but it is, it is, it is real. The, the, or the re- probably immigration done it. I, <laughs> the thing, the thing about it is that I'm doing it. Oh yeah, I mean, please, please make your statement send.r. I'm going to tell you about, I'm going to tell you about it. If people thought that the system would work to save them from death, they wouldn't be freaking out. But they don't think it will save them this time because the government is bad now and they will just die because the government will let them die. I've been around. I was a bird flu man. I was a swine flu man. You? I was always a bit of a mad cow man myself. (laughs) We didn't get different it. strokes for different folks. <laughs> there See, was... I, I was into the SARS, but you know, yeah, <laughs> quality disease, quality uh, disease. We had presidents then too. There was a Bush and a Obama, and a bunch of them. Nobody thought those presidents would let them just die easy. But this president, they're like, he'll let me die easy, so I gotta lock myself in a house. Well, I, I guess it's preferable to dying hard, right? I mean, I will say this: out of all the presidents. Not one of them has ever promised me at last that I will get to die easy. And I don't, I tell you what, the thing about Trump, right? I'll, I'll, I'll push the boat out and I'll say, you know what? I don't like him. I don't like him. I really, you know, his policies are just not for me, thanks. The, the casual racism, not a, not a fan of that. The more committed racism, um, even less of a fan. Wow. But if he's going to sort of just, like, stick me in my sleep, I'll be all right with that. I know it's uh, we don't like to be political on this show, but I was listening to the radio on the way to this office to hide in this office to do the show. Yeah. And I heard him say, all right, everybody, questions for Pompeo. Pompeo's uh, head of the state. He's busy. He has some people call it the deep state. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's head of the deep state, uh, Pompeo. Here you go. And I'm like, he's just calling his own government the deep state? Like, what is – how is this – is this I'm still shocked. I'm in shock, guys. I, I think my favorite part of that press conference was the visual of six people in the middle of a pandemic who are trying to tell people to remain six feet apart, <laughs> all trying to be on camera around the podium. Yeah, it's really th- this didn't happen before with other precedents, regardless of a party. I tell you, that's 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 how you know it's an inept government. <laughs> Because fucking George Lucas brought them widescreens out in 1997. You could see C-3PO and Luke Skywalker, and they were on different sides of the ship. Well, just showing how ill-prepared we really were for all of this. Am I right? Didn't have the proper camera equipment to get everybody in that frame. You're not fucking wrong. You are not fucking wrong. You sound mad about it. We're the average men on the street. We're the average men on the street. And you know what? This coronavirus... Right, it's coronavirus, right? I should fucking do something about that. It's not on. It is not on. I'll tell you what, right? This coronavirus. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
this coronavirus, right? That fucking coronavirus started knocking on my door, right? I would, I would open that door and I'd say, coronavirus, sling your fucking hook. I don't want you in here. I don't want you near the wife. I don't want you near the kids. Fuck off. Take it down the road, pally. That's tough talk. It's tough talk. But... I'll tell you, I'll fucking wash my hands of the situation altogether. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's the man on the street. It's a hot new character that everyone's in love with. I've, um, I'll tell you what, talking about hot new characters. Oh, yeah? Um, you know a, a, a hot new character actor out there at the moment is uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. William. Mm-hmm. I mean, it don't come newer or hotter than that, man. So um, let's have this idea. It's just a simple one. Um, for a movie, I thought I'd just sort of come up with a film. Um, a film for Willem Dafoe. I won't do the one that I was going to do in this apartment. It would get too loud. But the other one I have is The Continuing Adventures of Dr. Droptolog. Droptolog? Dr. Droptolog. Willem Dafoe plays the titular character. uh, And I've written The Continuing Adventures. So, you know, together... We make the film possible. Uh, I'm Dr. Drottelog, and I'm a high-powered surgeon, don't you know? I do the hearts and the lungs and the asses. The sweet, sweet asses. That's three things. Yeah. It's <laughs> not many. I'm a doctor of three disciplines. And that partially explains how I'll get away with the rest of what you're about to see. Because it's going to be hard to replace him, especially at the moment. Dr. Martin dropped a log is a high-powered heart surgeon who just loves dropping hot logs and soft dumps. But when that no-good, lousy Dr. Silkworm threatens to report him for doing a massive poo during surgery, played by Cillian Murphy, Dr. dropped a log finds out that sometimes laying the clay has consequences. You mean p- pooping? Yeah. Hilarity ensues as Dr. Droptolog tries to find new and interesting ways to satisfy both his vocation and his bowels while avoiding the attentions of Dr. Silkworm, Nurse Goody Pissman, and the police. Lots of police, because what he's doing is illegal. Dr. Silkworm? Ah, that no good Dr. Silkworm, always trying to spy on me when I do poops in the hospital. What a perverted voyeur, probably hiding around trying to see my feet as well. No one's getting a look at Dr. Droptolog's gnarled talons. Now, now's the perfect time for a shit. And then in the prep room, he pulls down his pants and squats and does as his name suggests, drops a lug. Why doesn't he go to the bathroom? Why doesn't he go to the toilet? (laughs) Because he loves doing them. Do you think he can wait? So he doesn't mind doing them in the toilet? Cillian Murphy's there. Cillian Murphy's there just... Oh, why you dead? He's also a doctor. He is aware of the, you know, health impacts of withholding oh yeah so you know he he knows that he should just be emitting immediately but the other people around i'm health dr impacts. silkworm what are you doing dropping hot logs and soft dumps all over the hospital it's barely hygienic well you know me i love to drop soft logs and hot dumps there's one over there. I did it while you were talking. Yes, I thought you looked shorter than usual. And then he looks directly at the camera and says, turns out you were squatting for a shit. Just in case anyone didn't know that's why that was. So Dr. Silkworm's talking to him and he was... He Sarah pulled... Silverman plays Nurse Goody Pissman. Mm. Oh, you fucking bastard! <laughs> What are you doing dropping hot logs and soft dumps in the theatre? It was bad enough when you did it in the theatre. Two different types of theatre. Your Sarah Silverman is amazing. It's way Oh, thank you very much. Check out my new Comedy Central television show. That proves it, Sarah Silverman. Oh, yeah. I've heard her say that many times. <laughs> um, so they, was there any other characters? Oh, the police. Yeah, they're, they're played by the police. Oh, the actual police. Well, yeah, Sting and his mates. Oh, the, the, the rock and roll group. We may be able to just get Sting. 
I don't know how to locate the other police. I can't even remember their names right now. Brian yeah. P- P- Par- Parton? Brian Parton and... Uh, no, you, you've you mixed up Brian May and Dolly Parton to create some sort of big-titted guitar wizard. <laughs> <laughs> she was good at guitar, too, uh, Dolly Parton, but not on a Brian, Brian May wizard level. Yeah, it's true. You're just loving it. <laughs> Picturing I never Brian laugh May's at my head own stuff on. this much. That I mean, don't get me one. wrong, I do too much but but that was so quick it took me by surprise yeah i tell you what though they 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 tell me that uh phil silvers uh ended his days just re-watching episodes of sergeant bilko really just thinking about himself and his his comedy that ain't my life for me no that's that's pretty bleak yeah i'll tell you one thing about the 70s as well jonathan yeah it's before my time that's true. You weren't even alive then, were you? Yes, before my time, I can't tell you anything about the 70s. I can. Everything I know about the 70s, I know from that 70s show. Oh. And the only thing I know about that is that in the 80s, the father from that show took a dark turn. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was he was saying bad words about women and telling them to get out of the house. Like it wasn't even his house. Clarence Boddicker? Fucking you mean? A- absolute misogynist, that Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> absolute misogynist. That, oh, I, I won't stand for that. He does a... You know that part? Every time I watch Robocop, I think they blast Murphy's leg off. No. And they don't. No. They get him in the hand. Yeah. But I always, in my mind, because I was about to say, like, well, I wouldn't be able to stand for it if I was Murphy because Clarence Bodecker shot his fucking leg off. I think what I've done, and I, I do it every time because every time I watch Robocop, I'm like, oh, the leg didn't come off. Uh, I think what I've gotten confused is is the fact that Robocop has a gun in his Oh, leg. you're right. Uh-huh. And then in my mind, I'm in my brain, I must have added a scene where it just went off. Well, that would make sense. But it kind of just went off and Robocop was like, oh... Didn't put the safety on, just blew his own leg off. I mean, it's not safe to have a gun inside your leg, is what I'm trying to say. Why didn't they let him keep his leg? Because, oh, like I, you said, I, he didn't get blown I, off. Yeah. It was a good leg. Because they needed to put the gun somewhere, I suppose. I'm like, most people would use a holster, but, you know, that's why I'm not a high-paid executive. I was watching Tim Burton's Batman last night while I was drawing a comic strip, and I was shocked oh. by that movie. Have you seen it? I have. I I have seen, yeah, I've seen quite a few Batman films in my time. Yeah, it's it's surprising. The the Joker is um really, he's in it a lot, and he's just much more likable and interesting than any other character in the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the course with most superhero films, is I'm much more interested to see what the bad is up to. Well, sure. I mean, I, I like Keaton as Bruce Wayne. The Bruce Wayne Batman stuff is fun, but yeah, I mean... Well, here's the thing. Case in point. I like him as Bruce Wayne. Love him as the fucking Vulture. Mm. Mm -hmm. So good as the Vulture. Yeah. So He he flies. (laughs) He flies for real. Here's the the reason why supervillains are better than superheroes. is because Michael Keaton was the fucking Batman. Didn't fly once. Vulture wings all over the shop. Bats can fly as well, but he could just sort of fall down gently. The statistics are clear. I mean, vultures are better than bats. That, that's what this also proves. You can't argue with data. No, I'm going to put that debate to rest at last. <laughs> Hawaiian, Hawaiian pizzas are fine, and vultures are better than bats. Those are two things that I've proven. I don't need to justify the first one to any of you listeners. But I'm, I'm usually not as big of a fan of the villains. You, you like those villains, Jim. I'm, I'm more of a good guy guy. But that Joker, that Jack Nicholson Joker, it's really... uh... Name me a Disney hero that sung a better song than Be Prepared. If you show me me that, I will show you back a maniac or a liar, and I'll be holding a mirror to do that. Be Prepared? Is that the the Mulan song? No, no, it's, it's it's the Lion King. How's it go? I know that your powers of perception are as... That's a warthog's backside. That one. Sounds good. It's a fucking great song. I'm not it's familiar with it. It's the best one. I have to bone up on that. I haven't, uh, 
<laughs> I, I know. I said bone. I'm... Oh, you lay your little traps for me, sir. You lay your little traps, but I see them coming a mile away. They've got a sign that says free bird seed on it. Free bird seed, that's how you trap things. Oh. That's how I've learned, is you dig a hole, you put some leaves over it. I don't know how you get the leaves to stay over the hole, but you do. And then you put a sign that says free bird seed, and you point at the... And you put a little bit of bird seed on the leaves, if they don't fall through the the nothing that's supporting them. Who wants the bird seed? How do they get the leaves over the hole? Yeah, I don't know. Normally there'd be a step in the process where you'd have to create a narrow lattice work of, uh, you know, like bamboo or, you know, sticks that, you know, won't be able to support the actual weight of the creature you're trying to catch, which also is a problem if what you're trying to catch is like, I don't know, a roadrunner. Something that runs on the road at, at incredible speeds. Not known as a particularly heavy animal. No, no. I wish they'd show it, though. I wish... The thing is, they, they don't show Wiley Coyote putting stuff together. They only show the, the things he mail orders, which, to be fair, they they are... Uh... They ran into some trouble once because they showed a sequence where Wiley Coyote laid out all of the precise measurements and, and, and chemicals required to create a fertilizer bomb. Was it real? Yeah, well, that's the thing about Wiley Coyote is he's a skilled tradesman and they just don't show it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true that, that that he really is, but they've decided now that the risk well, is just yeah. not necessarily worth it. For some reason, every time they ask the animators to do it, he's making some sort of explosive or statement, even though he's not supposed to talk. You let the animators do it, though, and he's saying all sorts of, of subversive rhetoric. He's a, he's a villain, too, I think, but he just wants to eat. Is that right? Is that his motivation? Yeah, is he really a villain, or is he oppressed by a system that does not provide him with the resources he requires to survive? No one's given Wile Coyote a stimulus package. (laughs) He has to stimulate his own package. He has to go out and he has to eat a bird. He's only eating a bird, for one thing. It's not like he's, like, tucking into a whole herd of sheep. And why are we on the? Why are we supposed to be on the side of this bird anyway? I always like, dislike just because he's putting one over on on the coyote. It hardly seems right. And I don't know how well you know birds, but a lot of birds are just fucking dicks. They're just dicks. <laughs> they're not even animals. I've I was told. Wow. I was told that they're so thick and they're so stupid. They're they're better compared to robots. Wow. They just move automatically, all instinct, no thought process. That's why they shit everywhere. They they haven't thought to use a toilet like a dog would. I think I told you about that chicken that got its head cut off and it lived and had sex all the time. And it fed, it ate through a straw. It had no head, though. You look it up. I love the implication. <laughs> That it was getting a lot more once it lost the head. It did. It, it, it had tons of kids after it lost its head. <laughs> How ugly must that fucking chicken have been? <laughs> you can Google it. It's just got Well, like- you know, maybe maybe it's really more about the story, right? It's like all the other, you know, chickens that he's, he's working with. They're just doing it so they could tell their friends, oh my god, you're not going to believe the night I had. Well, yeah. it was a famous chicken. It went on the I road. I fucked a headless chicken. I mean, only those chickens and me could say that. I feel like that chicken sometimes. But I'm not having sex, which is <laughs> good oh, oh, yeah. Let, let's... We should do some... Next time you're in town, Jonathan, because you'll be here at some point. I'm going to see you again. And we can engage in some headless chicken play. <laughs> What does that mean? Are you going to cut cut my head off? All I know is it's sweeping the nation. <laughs> Coronavirus. I just realized something. Play. Oh, yeah? What if we just gave Jonathan a broom? What if we just gave him a broom, told him to, like, start working, and he just made his way across every part of the world? <laughs> Literally sweeping. Why would I do that? Why? Why would I? Because then technically it's true. <laughs> You're sweeping. Yeah. Well, I mean, you start the nation, right? Oh, sweep the whole nation. Sweep, the, sweep, sweep the nation, and then the globe. Then sweep the world. Yeah. I'm not. I, I really did have a time 
the, when I was the thing, but I'm not it anymore. I look at pictures of me then, and it's not the same person at all. I'm a jowly. I'm like, um, I'm sort of, I look more like William Shatner than I do uh, Harvey, Harvey Birdman. Thank God you said Birdman. <laughs> I know I kept you on the, and my first instinct was Corman, but then I thought, oh, I actually do look like Harvey Corman, kind of. Uh. But not Birdman, unfortunately. Attractive Harvey Birdman. It's over for me, guys. You know? People, uh, people like the idea of the idea of me, but the the me is not what they want. They want the idea of the idea. That's why the show got so popular when we stopped doing it. The idea of the show, as an idea, was was hot. And then there, we're going to come back with this one after a month or two hiatus, three month hiatus. People are going to be like, oh, I liked it more when they didn't do it. <laughs> I prefer those shows that that I just pretended were good. That didn't exist. Well, I mean, you're right. <laughs> uh, there's really no like arguing with what you've just said. You're, you're correct. But does that make it so they're going to love it even more? Because I understand the audience. They're going to be like, well, in that case, I do love the show now that you know I don't. I mean, if they've listened this far, chances are they've already turned it off. <laughs> People have been uh, DMing me and saying I'm listening to old ones over and over again just to get through coronavirus. Like, I, I am maybe getting fired by coming into this office because of coronavirus. I'm not supposed to be here, but part of me thought... Well, stop looking at the fate and you will stop coming into the office. I mean, it's really... There's a cause-effect relationship here that somehow... I mean, I would think that you would understand because it is your uh, raison d'etre. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand. I, 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 but I did think if I do the show today with you guys, I'm going to help people maybe have a less bad time while they're stuck in their house, worried about dying. So maybe it's good. Maybe I am. You see, here's the thing, right? Yeah. People do say stuff like that. And it's, it's wonderful to hear. It's like, you know, thank you for doing podcasts. Over. They're funny and what have you. And they, they help us get through all the quarantine and the, the the fearful things in the world. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad you're sorted out. What about me? <laughs> you selfish fucks. When, do, when, when does Jimmy get his share of, of, of a bit of peace of mind? Yeah, wh- where, do, where are we going to derive our comfort from, huh? Clearly you found your solution. Good for you. Yep. I think- Got mine, fuck you. I mean, that's pretty much the attitude of everyone who's ever listened. You know, I had refined my news diet to a, a point where all the, the stuff that I was listening to was news. And you know how oppressive that is now? I'm fucked. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch the news now. It's uh, It's atrocious. It's, uh... I can't even enjoy pornography anymore because I will sit there watching it thinking, oh, they stuck that there. That's one way to get it. <laughs> what about mm, uh, the... I hope she washed her hands. What about the Gal Gadot video where she sang with Will Never Ferrell? mind touching her face. What's that she touching? Oh, someone get some hand sanitizer in there. The celebrities made a video for you. They sang the John Lennon song. Yeah, I will never watch that. You haven't seen it? No, I, th- I would rather eat glass. <laughs> I would rather do what Albert Fish did to his perineum than watch celebrities singing Imagine. Celebrities singing a song that describes a world in which they cannot exist. I hadn't thought of that. Because uh, the whole point of that song is there wouldn't be famous people in religion and worshipping and all that. Right. <laughs> if, you eliminate a reli- if you eliminate the concept of religion, you've effectively eliminated celebrity culture. But they think they're just regular folks. They think, I mean, we think we're regular folks and we're celebrities to other people who don't know what they're talking about. So maybe we're the I problem. can't help them. Yeah, yeah, there's no saving them. <laughs> if, if you've latched onto us as, as some sort of spiritual touchstone, you're fucked. Like, you're just done. Your goose is officially cooked, burnt to a crisp. They call you the crispy goose. They call you the crispy goose. That would be a good. Mm-hmm. That would be a good Willem Dafoe movie too. Yeah, hell crisped my goose. Oh, it was the crispy goose. Case solved. It's a very short movie. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. I mean that that's one of my shortest pitches ever. 
I'd watch that one though. That's good. Yeah, I like how at one point, Jonathan, you should you said we should come back with a with a three hour one. Oh, I know. And at the time of recording, I'm looking at fifty two minutes, and I'm floundering. Oh, you're doing all right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help when I say that the show is bad. I mean, that doesn't like I just keep I keep desperately looking back to any of the notes I may have made over these past few months, and realized that instead of thinking about any of them i've just wrote things like shoot out at the piggly wiggly uh jonathan the witcher i mean i'm sure there's some great material there but i i've just put jonathan the witcher i've put those fantastic fucks in their flying machine what's that what is bokum coca the new cola slop Worms and conditions apply. I've been trying to make worms and conditions apply work for weeks. I can't. Worms and conditions apply? Worms and conditions apply. I can only assume we get people to sign contracts and then push earthworms through their letterboxes. That's, yes. Saying, here are the worms, and if you think that's bad, wait till you see the fucking conditions. Because the conditions are worse than shoving worms on them. Well, I mean, if we've started with worms... Imagine what con- conditions could mean anything, but it sounds more reasonable than worms, so you think they'd come first. Oh no. What kind of conditions have these earthworm boys been cooking? That's the name of our gang with the earthworm boys. What we do is, is to prove we're a gang, we kidnap people. We drag them out into fields on rainy days and we hand them a shovel and we, we, we like hold up some super soakers to them, which I guess on a rainy day wouldn't wouldn't do much damage but you know just something we can threaten them with so that we can then go dig boy dig you're digging your own grave like that and what they really don't know is they're digging up more earthworms for us (laughs) we just want earthworms we want earthworms but we want the best earthworms are the ones you dig up scared (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know that was true. And yeah, that, if, and if you nervously dig up an earthworm, the earthworm itself will be scared. Earthworms come out of the ground, um, essentially. Um, what's the word? Imprinting themselves on whoever dug them out, because it's the first thing they see. Because they've been underground, so they think you're its parent. So if you dig up a, a, a worm nervous. The worm's going to be a wreck. And they're the best ones to put through people's letterboxes because they're the wriggliest. I want to have a rap group or a rap name where my rap name is Worm Nervous. And my (laughs) my debut album is The Wriggliest. And I'm just wriggling around. That's all I do. Well, yeah. Okay, that could be your name in the gang. Worm Nervous. (laughs) Yeah, Worm Nervous. I'm I'm Worm Hardcore. (laughs) I'm the nervous one, yeah. And 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 I'll be Worm Chill. Worm Chill. That's a nice balance. Yeah. We sort of got the, you know, we're representing the range. Yeah, we've all got our own place in in the in the gang. Yeah. Jonathan's nervous, Conrad's chill, and I am exactly like Max Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got contracts. We're the kind of people who make people sign contracts as well. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be like, um, oh, I hope you don't sign this contract. I'm scared. And 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 I'll be like, hey, look, it's no big deal if you don't sign the contract. I just think it'd be in your best interest. Worm chill. Yeah. And then I'll say, hey, uh, do you mind doing a little bit of a sick on my dick? I mean, or you could sign the contract. (laughs) Who is Max Hardcore? All I know about Max Hardcore is he wouldn't ask as politely as I did. I don't... Is he a real person? Is he a sex He's rude, is what he is. He's impolite. Sounds it. He wants people to vomit on his genitals? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to follow that up. I've been been thinking about... uh, There was a Twitter. I'm on Twitter to pass the time when I'm stressed. Oh yeah, there is that website. Yeah, you've been there. I've seen That's a tweets. great, yeah. great stress relief tool. Yeah, you're being all on, on Twitter there. and reading tweets. Nothing. Yeah, I love Twitter. Well, when I read your tweets, I always feel better. I love Twitter. I wish I was dead. <laughs> you guys, that's do their great new tweets. tagline. I love Twitter. I wish I was dead. Your tweets make me smile, both of you. And someone said on Twitter, "Say something nice about something you hate," and I started doing it. People got into it i wanted to hear you guys say something nice not about a person you hate or a thing you hate like you know racism or something but i had to do this live on a stage once did you twice, really actually i didn't know yeah, that me and you. yahtzee ben crowshaw oh um, right from the zero punctuation videos um had 
two two years running did uh, the hour of love where the audience would give us like suggestions things to say and we'd have to come up with positive things to say and they were mediated by a genuine psychologist wow who ensured that we had to be as sincere as we could Whoa. and you know they'd ask us hilarious things like you know aliens colonial marines because huh? you didn't like that video game once and then i'd have to come up with something can't remember what it was now but they were fun they were interesting. I can't do one for Hootie and the Blowfish. I've been thinking about it <laughs> for weeks. There's literally nothing. The name, if nothing else. I guess. Hootie's I guess. kind of a fun name. Hootie and the Blowfish sounds like an owl fucking uh, shark. <laughs> I don't know why I said shark when Dolphin was right there. <laughs> They're both good. Because they got blowholes. And the, they blow fish, yeah. Hootie. Yeah, probably. Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. It's a good name. I think it's a, a good name to end the show on because I have to get out of hiding or else I'm in trouble. A... Not end the whole show. We'll do it again. Somehow. I don't know how. I don't know when. That's part of the excitement, I guess. It's like coronavirus in reverse. Here's the thing, though. You act as if you're going to be in trouble. Yes. But surely the safest place to be right now is a place that people aren't allowed to be in. So if anything... You should just argue that you're doing the best quarantine because you're at work and no one else is. There were signs saying you must check in to the office. They've never done this before over where you scan your badge in to get in. So it was like, I, how am I going to say, oh, I didn't see. Oh, you. so you've, you've just full on trespassed. I full on trespassed into my own <laughs> workplace. And now, cool. and now recorded it for posterity. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you've literally recorded an hour of trespass. I have. But no, I've been wise, if I do say so myself. No one knows the name of where I work, so I can't get caught. My name is Crumbly Grundleshire, and welcome to the Trespass Hour. <laughs> where every episode we break into somebody's home and record whether they're here or not. Isn't that right, Mrs. Finch? <laughs> she can't answer. Oh, she okay? Oh, she's fine, Sticky Pudding. <laughs> Sticky Pudding, she's absolutely fine. Isn't that right, Earl? <laughs> Is it Jason Lee? Earl over there just polishing his shotgun for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> terrifying. Don't worry, Mrs. Finch. He has no cause to use it. Mind you, there is a war on, and accidents happen, Mrs. Finch. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. It's funny because it's true. I feel like Mrs. Finch. This next one goes out to all the lovers out there. Mm. <laughs> he immediately got horny because he was thinking about lovers <laughs> out there. Just any of them. <laughs> Someone else is horny. I want it. So he's the worst, Crumbly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst, <laughs> Crumbly Grundleshire. What a, what a shit. I love him though. Don't get me wrong, but he is trouble. Uh, you know, <laughs> he is trouble. He is trouble. But hey, I just keep on crumbling. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, do you feel more famous after we've done this? <sighs> Yes, I feel back to, back uh, back in the saddle. Feels good. I guess because you're so not famous that being in hiding feels like a step up. Yeah, knowing that someone, like three people, will be like, oh, that's funny. That makes me feel yeah. more uh, understood and loved and famous and like a celebrity. Feels good. We've, you, we, we've given you a voice back, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully it won't be months until the next time. No. I hope not. I'll no. do my best. I'll sneak back in here soon if they let me. If Whenever, wherever, we'll always be together. I'll be here and you'll be there. And that's the thing, my dear. I don't know why she always really emphasized the R's on those words, but she really wanted you to know those R's were there. That's uh, not Shakira. Is it Shakira? It's literally Shakira. It is. I mix her up yeah. with um, Monique sometimes. They're a lot alike. They're not. It's okay. Sorry, I'm belaboring. Time to sign off. Yeah, yeah, bye. 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 Tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me, tell me, tell me what the matter is.
Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. I heard a song on the radio called Old Man Mind. Old Man Mind. And it goes like this. Old Man Mind. Old Man Mind. I got an old man mind. But I'm only 65. Yeah. That's how it goes. Apparently the writer of that song thought that being 65 isn't that old. And he's shocked that he has an old man mind even though he's only 65. I really hate that song. I've been thinking about it for like two weeks now. It hurts to think about it, but I can't stop thinking about it. Because I think that my brain wants to solve it like a puzzle. Like, make it not bad somehow. If I keep thinking about it, then maybe I can find a way to not hate it or to to make it a good song. But I can't do it. It's just the worst song. Please look it up. Please find it. Please listen to it. Please help me figure out how to turn it into a good song, because it's not good. It's bad.